apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Mac Home Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender, American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones had first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser along with Justin D'Onofrio. And we are still waiting on a decision from Aaron Rodgers. He is currently talking to Pat McAfee. He's talking to Pat McAfee right now. Uh, we will update you with any breaking news if it, if it comes to us. But it's it's been crazy with Aaron Rodgers these last couple of days. It's looking like he's going to be a Jet. Obviously, Trey Wingo said a couple of days ago that it was done. They, the Jets yesterday go out and sign Alan Lazard. So they're, they're definitely trying to get him to come. They definitely are. But he still isn't a Jet yet. And the big question now is, is, what what's Rodgers going to do? Is he going to play for the Jets? Is he going to play for the Packers or is he going to retire? And I'm in the camp right now that, that he's going to play for the Jets. I, I still think he's going to play for the Jets. They're going to figure, I think they're just figuring things out right now. I think they're going to end up getting this done. I know, I know there's a lot of questions right now going on, but I think the Jets are going to get this done. And I do think he is going to play for the Jets. Yeah. That's what it seems like at the moment. Um, everything going on. Yeah. It sounded like it was close to a deal the other day. I kind of, you know, if, if that list is what he's, if he's asking that, that list of kind of free agency wants, I, at, at some point, I feel like the Jets have to get kind of annoyed. Like how much, how much more waiting do we have to do to, to, to get him? Um, But yeah, it's just, it, it, you know, again, it, it, he's kind of ridiculous with all this, you know, trying to, you know, waiting around, you know, creating like a free agent list, but it, it, right now it does sound like, 
he'll be a jet at some point, but I would think at some point Jets are going to get pretty annoyed if this thing just keeps going on. He still hasn't made a decision that couple weeks. Absolutely, because you've seen what's, what's happened with the Jets. One of their their plan B is gone. Derek Carr obviously signed with the Saints last week. Their their plan C that's gone. Jimmy Garoppolo is signed with the with the with the Raiders. So pretty much, if the Jets don't, if they miss out on Aaron Rodgers, they pretty much have one option left: go after Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, they would. They they'd be yeah. They're running out of options here. Mike White just signed with the Jets, so you don't even. Have, I mean, with the Dolphins, so you don't have him there for you know. As fine more, but so yeah, you know, right now it's got to be kind of going to the Jets that they, they, you know, they they definitely had a couple of the quarterbacks on their list. All you know, the other two are gone. They still have Rodgers. They still could possibly go after Lamar Jackson. Things don't work out, Rodgers. But yeah, you know, it's got to be definitely frustrating for the Jets. Kind of continue to play this waiting game. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, and uh. We've got some recent news from Aaron Rodgers. He said on Pat McAfee, I will say this. This isn't a decision day. It says the decision has already been made. We're past that. So he says he's, he's, so, he's, so, he's, so he says there has been a decision, and we're pretty much just waiting on what the decision is right now. Yeah, so uh, my only thing from this is, it that is it the list? Is he waiting for the Jets to finish his list of free agent priorities that he wants and then – and then he'll officially kind of sign off on the trade. I that's what I'm thinking, but I'm not totally sure. You you never know what he could be thinking. You you, you really can. He just he gets very annoying that this this you, that, you know it, it gets very annoying with him. Oh yeah, and and this is this is what the Jets are going to be after going if they get him. This is what they're going to be dealing with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. One not making clear decisions of what he's going to want to do. I mean, it's 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 still it's pretty crazy. I mean, two years ago, we know that he wanted out of Green Bay because uh, he was ticked off that they drafted Jordan Love, and uh, last year, then he you know he signs a deal with Green Bay now, and then this year, you know, him and the Packers were pretty much not committed to each other either. So it's very very it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. He's he's he says that a decision is coming soon. Obviously, he said on Pat McAfee that this isn't decision day. I'm not gonna announce the decision to the world. But I do expect a decision to come soon. You would hope, and I would think the Jets and Pat, even like the Packers, want to kind of figure this thing out and get this thing over with. So yeah, I, I think at 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 some point, both parties are going to kind of edge Rodgers to kind of go, hey, you know, let let's make a decision here because yeah, this is uh, this is getting old. This has been going on for a couple of years now. The Packers probably just want to get over this. The Jets want to firmly make sure that Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback for you know, the next couple of years or, or if they should plan on trying to make, you know, an offer to Lamar Jackson in the future. So yeah, I, I would think a decision you would hope would be coming soon. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's gotta be, it's, it's, it's gotta be. I mean, yes. I, I mean, free agency just started, but still, I, 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 I pretty much expect, expect something to happen. And uh, for the Jets, this is just, I feel like now it's pretty much, yeah, as we said, it's Rodgers or Lamar, or they're back to Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, they are, and you know, and I don't know how you would go back to Wilson at this point with everything going on because uh, you're already pretty much telling that you don't have any faith in him that you could be that that he can be their franchise quarterback. So, yeah, they you know for the Jets, there's a lot of pressure to get either done with Rodgers or Jackson, or again that locker room's gonna fall apart very quickly. Wilson is a week one starter. 
Yeah, I just don't know if you can go back to Zach Wilson. I just don't know if that's possible. If you if you get into a spot where, you know, Rodgers Rogers doesn't go there and then you don't get Lamar, I just don't know if you can go back to Zach Wilson. You may have to go you may have to tr- tr- you may have to draft someone. You may have to trade up to that number 3 spot and get somebody. Yeah, you absolutely will because it, he's you know, we've talked about it. He's not does not seem like he's a guy that um is very well liked in that locker room. Kind of know what you know, the fans think of Zach Wilson. So, yeah, it, it would be a spot where the Jets would have to, you know, emergency spot there. Yeah, would have to probably try to trade up to get somebody or, you know, hope that's probably really only other option because, you know, unless there's some other quarterbacks out there that's available for trade, but, you know, I, I would think probably not. So, yeah, we'll probably they'd have to draft somebody. They can't find – they can't get Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. Absolutely, absolutely, and it should, and we'll see. I mean, the Rogers news could be coming really, really quick. It might be coming before we're even off the air with 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 one of our two shows. So we will get you the latest when it happens. But we got to talk about another quarterback, and that we've been talking about for a while. That's Lamar Jackson. And today at four o'clock, teams can start negotiating with them. But the thing is, though, a lot of teams have not been interested. The teams we thought last week that were going to be really interested haven't been. The Falcons don't have interest. They're, it looks like they're going to stick with Desmond Ritter. The Raiders, as we saw them signing Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't have interest. Those were teams we thought would definitely have interest. The, the commanders have said, we want to we gonna, we want to go with Sam Howell. You're looking down the list. I'm looking at maybe, and then you look at the Buccaneers. They just went out and signed Baker Mayfield. I think you're looking at two teams at this point. It's the Colts and it's the Jets that realistically are going are to trade for Lamar Jackson. Or as I thought last week, he was done staying with the Ravens. It's looking like there could be a chance he could be the quarterback for the Ravens this year because of the lack of interest from teams. I think the biggest reason for that is the, the lack of availability of Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's not a ton of, you know, want from them. Um, you know, I don't know what it, you know, if it's, you know, the, the guaranteed money that he wants, it, it's kind of pushing teams away from, you know, trying to, um, you know, trying to, you know, give him an offer or anything like that. But yeah, for Jackson, it, there's yeah, it's definitely not a long list of candidates right now or options for him that you know he could be potentially playing with next year. So yeah, it's it, it's interesting, and I know that relationship with the Ravens right now is not great with him. It seems like so it would really be interesting to see how it goes. If yeah, right now it really seems possible that he may end up back in Baltimore, and you know we'll see how that goes. But you know, if both parties can kind of you know get over what what, what happened because I know Lamar obviously was not happy with with the earlier contracts um that the Ravens offered him oh absolutely not absolutely not yeah it's it'll be yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens really at four o'clock today teams can start you know coming up with offers coming up coming up with deals but there really isn't a lot of interest and that 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 is a little bit of a surprise to me there because this is a top 10 quarterback in the league but I understand it because of the lack of durability yeah that's another concern and you know he's and that that's definitely a big problem when you offer that much guaranteed money or for what he wants and you know it's it's totally a big risk and yeah he's been a guy that is definitely worth the money because you know we've seen when he's healthy you know he's been the top 10 quarterback um with every and again he changed that whole Ravens offense when he's out there so yeah it's you know one of those things where yeah, yeah you know He's been the durability is such a big question, and can he stay healthy for 17 game season and, and beyond? So, yeah, it's it's a total it's it's a huge risk risk, but yeah, he's definitely someone that has deserved the money. 
Absolutely. He definitely deserves it. And there's no question about it. But the two things that are holding back this contract is the guaranteed money and not and, and his durability. Those are clearly the two things that are holding back this contract. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, you know, hopefully, you know, there, there'll be somebody out there maybe that that will go out there and and offer what he wants. But, yeah, right now it, it definitely seems, you know, with, with those two issues that, yeah, he may have to find his way back to Baltimore. And, you know, that may be the only – they may be the the one that give him the best contract, even though it's probably maybe something that he's not. Um, it may it, even if it's a contract that he doesn't really like, he may have to go you know, sign with Baltimore. Yeah, uh, yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we will go to another quarterback. That's Jimmy Garoppolo, and he signed with the Raiders on uh, on Monday, three years, sixty seven million. And uh, I think this is this is a move. I, I I think this is a bridge. This is a bridge guy though for the Raiders. I think this is a bridge guy to get their franchise guy because I think at seven, if Anthony Richardson's there, I think they take him there, start Garoppolo a year, and then because they can get out of this contract after one year. I think they start Garoppolo maybe one year and then and draft Anthony Richardson if he's there. So I think Garoppolo's a bridge guy. But the question really is, is for the Raiders, seeing that they signed, they did trade Darren Waller, but seeing that they signed Jacoby Myers, are the Raiders a playoff team with Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback? And I am, and I, and, and I don't think they are. And I think it's not even that close. I think they're still a six win team. I know they got weapons on offense. I know they got Devontae Adams. I know they got Josh Jacobs. I know they just signed Jacoby Myers, but also they traded Darren Waller. And their defense, even though Max Crosby's a stud, their defense is not good enough. When he won games in San Francisco, it was, it was because he had a great defense behind him. He has a below-average defense at best behind him with the Raiders. So I think the Raiders are definitely not a playoff team. And I wouldn't be surprised if they if they. I wouldn't be surprised if they're six and eleven again with Garoppolo, just like they were this year with Derek Carr. But Justin, are the Raiders a playoff team? No, I'm with you. I don't think they are either. It's yeah, you know, because I think Derek Carr it's a better quarterback than Jimmy G, and you know. Yeah, you know, I know Jimmy G's had more playoff success, but he's always had a better team around him. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it really sh- shows that the, the Raiders are going to draft somebody at, you know, at the number seven spot, whoever's out there still. Um, you know, it this, it just, I don't, yeah, it, it's the defense is, it's not good still. Again, we'll, we'll see what they do to try to fix it. But yeah, it just kind of the stuff with McDaniels, you know, now signing Jimmy G just, Kind of seems what he's doing all over again in Denver, just signing a bunch of Patriot players, and I don't think that always works. So, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, right now that that's definitely not a um, playoff team at the moment. Uh, uh, nope, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think this is, again, this is a bridge guy. I think the, Ra- the Raiders, seeing what they've done, uh, releasing Derek Carr, trading Darren Waller, they're, I think they're in a rebuild right now, and I think this is this is just is a bridge guy to their franchise guy, who I think is going to be Anthony Richardson with the number seven pick. And this is this leads me to my next question: Does this rule out them drafting a quarterback with with the, with their top ten pick? And I and I'd say absolutely not. I think they are going to draft a quarterback with their top ten pick. No, I absolutely agree. I think they will as well. Yeah, Jimmy G's. You know, we know the durability is not great, um, but yeah, the you know being able to get out of it after one year um, definitely shows that that. I think there's a very good chance that the Raiders kind of sit there um, at number seven and pick a franchise quarterback, let him develop next year, and then have him, you know, if they think he's ready, have him start in two years. 
Yep, 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 absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So going from one one current Raider to a former Raider in Darren Waller, the Giants made a big trade yesterday, trading trading for Darren Waller for a third-round pick. And that was the pick they got for Catavius Tony. So they pretty much traded Darren Waller for Catavius Tony. Pretty good deal right there. Mm. So uh, I I think this Giants team is looking really, really good going into the season. I like the Okereke move, too, at middle linebacker. He's not great, but he's an improvement of what they had last year. They improve at the tight end position. Could be seeing a lot of 12 personnel this year with Waller and with Bellinger on the field at the same time. So I I, I think I think this Giants team is in really, really good shape going into the year. Now, if they can hit on one of these wide receivers, if they can get a Jordan Addison, if they can get a Jackson Smith and Jigba, if they can get a Quentin Johnson, I think the team has a very good chance of being Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. Looking at what happened, what's happened with the Eagles, I think the NFC East is getting very, very close between them, between the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles. And right, right now, I think the Giants. I, I think this puts them in really, really good position to be Super Bowl contenders and also contenders in the NFC in the in the NFC East. But because of Waller's injury history, and he has missed 14 games in the last two seasons, I still have them third in the division. Very, very close third. Very close. I think they easily can win the division. I still have them third in the division, and I have them as the fourth best team in the NFC. Justin, because of this move, where are the Giants in terms of the NFC East, and where are they in terms of of the NFC. For me, I do have them fourth in the NFC and then in the in their division. I I think they're a little bit better at Dallas. I'll put them second right now. I think yeah, they're still a little bit behind the Eagles. Um and I need to see them kind of give them a game too cuz in two of the three big matchups last year they struggled. But yeah, I, I like the wall move. Again, the offense got a little bit better with them. They're continuing to kind of build that offense. Yeah, it'd be nice to add another wide receiver in the draft. Um to help out just with all the injury concerns that they've had at that position the last couple of years. But yeah, bring back Barkley now with Daniel Jones, um, you know, and Brian Dable, you know, and his offense at Buffalo were always, you know, really good with, with Josh Allen. So yeah, I think the future is bright with the giants, especially with that offense. And it's definitely a team that, yeah, they had another wide receiver too. Definitely a team that, especially the NFC really wide open. I feel like after really the 49ers, even the, you know, I know the Eagles have kind of lost a little bit so far in free agency, but even after the Eagles, I feel like it's pretty wide open the NFC. So yeah, I could see the giants finding a way to get to, um, you know, being, being a dark horse for the Super Bowl. Absolutely. So you, so you do think though, that the Eagles are still the best team in the NFC East, even with all the losses they've had of Javon Hargrave of, uh, of TJ Edwards, seeing Darius Slay get released today. And, and they lost Marcus Epps, too. So losing four starters, you still think the Eagles should be the favorite in the NFC East? I don't, but you do. I think so. I, I Again, what Jalen Hurts and offense did last year, um, with Nick Sirianni did, I, you know, with some of the holes that they filled last year in the draft, I think, you know, they could fill a couple more of those in this draft, and, you know, we'll kind of see what they do throughout free agency. So, yeah, I just – the way that they just kind of ran through the, the you know, division in the conference last year, I still think that's a really good team. We'll kind of see what they do in a couple of days here in free agency. But, yeah, right now with Jalen Hurts, the way he played last year, I think the Eagles are still just a little bit better than the Giants and Cowboys. Ooh, all right, all right. And now we're going to move on to another move in the NFC East, and the Cowboys traded for Stephon Gilmore yesterday. And he still had a really, really good season with the Colts. He's not, obviously, he's not the player he was with the Patriots in 2019 and in, in, in 2019. 
but he had a really, really good year with the Colts uh, last year. Now you got him and Trayvon Diggs on the on the edges. You does as your two corners. You got your edge rushers, Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. I know this defense struggles against the run, but I think this is going to be the best pass defense in football. And the big question is looking at the Cowboys going into the season: Are they where are they in the NFC and where are they in the NFC East? And right now, because of historic, you know, historically in the NFCs, no one's repeated since two thousand four. Since the Eagles of 04, no one's repeated. And I think the same thing happens this year. And I think right now. I think the Cowboys are the best team, not in the NFC. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC, but I do think they're the best team in the NFC East. I do think that uh, for me, I think they are the favorite to win the NFC East, uh, but I don't think they're de- I definitely, I definitely don't think they're the best team in the NFC. I think San Francisco is the best team and say that uh, Trey Lance pans out and is really good. I think they're the best team by far in the NFC going into next year. But I do, I, but I do think this move makes the Cowboys and seeing what's happened with the Eagles. I do think there's a little bit of a there is a shift there is a shift of power in the NFC East and I would take the Cowboys as the best team in the NFC East. Justin, where do you got the Cowboys in the NFC East and in the NFC? I have them third, like right. I like them and the Giants are gonna be so are neck and neck right now. Um, I have them third day. I think Gilmore is like, and then in the NFC, I have them fifth right behind the Giants. Again, it's another team that I think has the talent and capability to be a dark horse in the NFC to make a Super Bowl. Um, but yeah, I think Gilmore is a really nice addition. That defense, you know, putting them on the other side of Diggs, um, the way you like Mika Parsons and it, Demarcus Lawrence can get after the quarterback. Um, it, that's going to be a really tough defense to score on. You know, we'll, we'll see what else they kind of do this, you know, this off season. I know they just cut Elliott today, but um, I, I think that I like them and the Giants right now are so neck and neck. It's such a, I feel like it, it's a coin toss, but. I'll take the Giants just a little bit over the Cowboys, but it's pretty close. But it, digging, um, I mean, Gilmore's definitely, definitely, definitely still um, talented quarterback. But yeah, as you mentioned, he's not the same guy as he was in New England. Oh um, no, 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 not at all, not at all. But but yeah, I mean, it's going to be close. But I just think I give the Cowboys a slight edge in the uh, in the NFC in the. Uh in the NFCs, but we got it. We got to react to some breaking news, and uh, now we have heard that Aaron Rodgers. Uh, intends to sign with the uh, New York Jets. Eric Rodgers publicly acknowledged that he has intention, his intention is to play for the Jets next season. And, uh, and it was 90% retiring before the retreat. So it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to play for the Jets. So what we're going to do is we're going to just, just imagine, we're just going to pretend that Rodgers does sign with the Jets and, and, uh, and say he does get traded to the Jets, say Rodgers does get traded to the Jets. Would you where, would you say they are the best team in the AFC East? I still would not. I still would take the Bills. I still think it's the Bills division right now because even if Rodgers gets traded, the Jets are just gonna are gonna have to give up. Even if Rodgers does get traded to the Jets, they're gonna have to, he's gonna have to give up some pieces. They're, the Jets are gonna have to give up some pieces. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're gonna have to. I still think it's the Bills right there. You know, look. You know, Rod, you know, for whatever reason, I know Rod, Rodgers had some injuries, you know, battled injuries last year, but he still didn't have a great year last year. I know the Rodgers, I mean, the the Green Bay's um defense was, I mean, the you know Green Bay's wide receiver core wasn't great, but um, I still, I still think it's the Bills, Bills division. I think with the talent that they got, still, um, I think they just. Resign Jordan Poyer. So they just did. Yeah, according yes. to Schefter, they just resigned Poyer, and that's a good signing right there. That's a really good signing to get. That's good. That's big for them to get him resigned. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, I still think I'm with you that it's still the Bills division. I got to see it from Rodgers, you know, coming. Um, again, like, is he, you know, I would assume he plans on coming to OTAs and all that because that's something he missed last year. And I think that's affected that chemistry of that team. So I guess he would kind of pre um, offseason workouts he attends to kind of try to get some chemistry with this offense because um, I, I think that was a big part of why they struggled last year. Absolutely, absolutely. And the big thing is, is if Rodgers does end up getting traded to the Jets, which it looks like it's going to happen, where would you put them in the AFC? I would say I wouldn't say they're better than the Chiefs. I would not say the Jets are better than the uh, than the Bills. Obviously, we didn't. We said they were better than the Bills. They weren't better than the Bills. I I don't think they're better than the Bengals. And so I would probably put them. I'd say four. I'd put them top four in the AFC if he does get signed. With, with with the Jets because yeah you could talk about you know you know he didn't have a great year last year he played a lot of that year hurt and I know he had lack of chemistry with his receivers and that was part of that was his fault I, he was not at OTAs he was not at OTAs and that and he was not at minicamp or OTAs and part of that was his fault but I still think this guy when healthy is a top five quarterback in this league and I think he's gonna lead the Jets to at least a wild card spot and very very easy the division title. Yeah, they absolutely could. You know, again, for all the kind of disappointment that just had a quarterback last year, they still won seven games. So, yeah, I, I would probably put them fourth behind the Bills, behind the Bengals, you know, behind the Chiefs, I, you know, behind behind those three. I, I'd probably slot them fourth just because, you know, we'll see what they have to lose, but that defense is really good. That offensive line is going to be healthy this year. They do have some pretty good weapons, you know, especially young guys. So, yeah, I, I'd probably put them fourth, you know, I, I would hope. Um, and we got yeah, we got a, we got Hector chiming in. If he goes to the Jets, I'd say they go ten and seven at best. First round loss in the wild card round. I can see that, but I think they'll be a little bit. I think they'll they'll get a wild card. I think they're going to be a wild card team, but I think they'll be a little bit better than that. I I, I think they'll be. I, I I would say the Jets are going to be if if he does go there. I think they'll they'll be like 11, 12 wins. I think it'll be 11, 12, 11, 12 win team. That, uh, that, that, yes, could very easily lose in the first round. But I do think if he does go to the Jets, even if they are like a wild card team, they're definitely a Super Bowl contender because their defense, even though they might lose some pieces on that defense, is still really, really good. Yeah, the defense is, is really good. I could see him go 10 7, maybe a couple first couple weeks. They struggle to kind of get in a rhythm, kind of the chemistry wise isn't there the first couple weeks. So I, I could see them go 10 7, going off on a slow start there. But yeah, I, I, think well i definitely think they'll probably be in the wild card and yeah i could totally see them losing the first round um you know in in the wild card round i i could totally see that happen we know rogers has had his struggles at times in the playoffs so i i would not be surprised to see them lose in in the first round of wild card oh, I, I wouldn't either i wouldn't either but if this happens it, it would be huge for the jets it's pretty ironic Rodgers wears number twelve, the same number as Joe Namath, and the and the Jets are getting a former Packer, a, a former Packer great as their quarterback. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's crazy how it how how it happened. Yeah, with Favre going over there, so it, it's it's weird, but yeah, it's uh coming all you know full full circle there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we will continue to update you on this news throughout this show and even our March, even though it's a March Madness show. We will, we will update you on this news during that too. But we had a big, big trade last week for the for the number one overall pick. But before we talk about that, we are going to hear from our friends at JPEG Financial and Shamrock Home Inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement, but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? 
How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go up and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. So uh, while we were at the Big East Tournament uh, this this week on Friday, uh, we had a, a big trade, blockbuster trade. The Bears traded the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers, and, and, and the Bears got a haul for it. They got D.J. Moore, got the Panthers' ninth pick this year, got their first-round pick next year, and the Panthers' first-round pick in – second-round pick in, in 20, this year and next year. So they got a ton for uh, for the number one overall pick. And uh, and I, I, here's my thing. Here's my take on it. For the on the for the bear side, they got a ton of they got a ton of draft picks and they got DJ Moore to help Justin Fields. Justin Fields is gotta have this team in playoff contention this year, or he is not the guy. The fourth quarter interceptions, they gotta stop. They gotta stop. The missing guys in the end zone, they gotta stop. This guy has got a lot of talent. And then we saw him. He's a really good runner of the ball, but he's gotta become a better thrower of the football. And the fourth quarter interceptions need to stop. This guy has got to start winning games or he is going to be gone. He is not going to be their quarterback in the future, seeing as many first-round picks as they have, and seeing that they have the Panthers' first-round pick uh, in 2024, and say they have a, like a 4-13 a and 13 or a 5-12, and 12, they very easily could use a quarterback on that pick because the Panthers are not going to be good next year, regardless of who they draft. And for the Panthers, I could see it both ways. I think it's way too much to get a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young. I think it's – don't even get me started with Anthony Richardson. Being if they take Anthony Richardson, that's way too much for that. But if they if for CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, I still think it's way too much. But this team is desperate for a franchise quarterback. This team since 2019, this team has been 22 and 44. They've been 22 and 44. They've had they've had four four consecutive losing seasons, and they've had seven different starting quarterbacks. This is this is a desperation move for the Panthers. But the Panthers have to get their guy, and they're definitely going to get their guy because they'll have the number one overall pick. But, but Justin, the biggest question I have, though, is there's two of them. 
are the Bears a team that could contend? Three three questions here. Are the Bears a team that could contend in the NFC North with with uh, th- th- this year with the moves they've made? Can they contend for a wild card spot? And is this too much for the Panthers to give up for the number one pick? Yeah, I think right now in the NFC North, now with Rodgers sounding like he's on the way out the door, I know the Vikings had a good year. I think they totally could contend. I, I think they could be right there with the Vikings. Even the Lions, I think, are going to be better if that defense could kind of figure things out, which they did kind of sort of late down the stretch there. So I, I think for the for the um, Bears, absolutely. I, I think, you know, they, they're, um, they could totally contend there in the NFC North next season. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't think they're there yet contending in the NFC. I don't, I, or for a wild card spot, I definitely think they can battle for a wild card spot. I, you know, again, again, going back to it, like I, I think it's wide open. Again, the South's going to be so bad. You're, you're only going to get one team out of the, out of the NFC South. You know, Seattle's probably going to get out of the West. Like there's going to be a spot open there. Um, so I could totally see the Bears finding a way, um, to make a, make a wild card spot. And then for the Panthers, I, I'm with you. I think they gave up way too much. Uh, you know, again, I know Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I, I know people are very high on them, but you got no talent around them. You know, it, it's a you. You never know with a, with the um with with a quarterback. You know, if, if he's going to be the next great thing or if he's going to be a bust. It's just you know, it's a lot, and there's a lot of pressure now on whoever they take at that number one spot to come in and have to be successful. And even there's not a ton for that guy, for whoever comes in here, there's not a lot around him at the moment for him to be successful. Um, I, I do think it's a lot, and it adds a lot more pressure on that quarterback to have to come in here and do a good job because if not in DJ Moore, and this really helps out Justin Fields, his career, um, you know, the, you know, it's not going to, you know, people are going to be very hard on whoever starts for the Carolina Panthers on the road. Absolutely. That quarterback's under pressure. It's going to be a tough situation his rookie year. And going back to the Bears, I think they could compete in the North because I think the North is wide open. I mean, I think the Packers are, aren't going to be great. with Jordan. It looks like Jordan Love's going to be their starter, so I don't think they're going to be great. The Lions, I think, are going to be are going to be a good team, but you never know. Their defense is still not that good. And, and Jared Goff on the road did not play, play. He was great at home, but he did not play that well on the road uh, last year. The Vikings, I know they won 13 games. They only won 13 and four. But they won 11 one-score games last year. That usually doesn't hold up each uh, uh, the next season. And uh, Kirk Cousins is very, very is is, is is not a great quarterback. So I I definitely could see the Bears competing in the North. Now for a wild card spot, I think it's going to be very hard because you got teams like the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles. Because two of those two of those three teams are probably going to get wild card spots next year. It's I think all three of those teams are going to make the playoffs again. And then then yes, the South isn't good, but the West you have the Seahawks who I think are still going to be a really good team. So I think it's going to be hard. It's to, the, the, the way the Bears get in the playoffs this year, I think it's through the division, not the wild card. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, you know, I, I could totally see that happening because, yeah, the, the NFC is going to get three teams. I could see them maybe sneaking because that division, you know, in the FC North, again, you know, maybe they could kind of, you know, find a way to beat somebody twice and, and – because like it, it those, those four teams are going to be kind of very even with each other. So, yeah, I, I could see kind of the, them beating each other up coming out of the South. Yeah, you're only going to get one. So I could see them maybe getting Seattle. Seattle had a really good year, you know, drafting-wise. Like I, I think that team's going to get better. But, um, 
yeah, I think it'll be tough, but I, I could see them finding a way to kind of backdoor it just because maybe they could, you know, find a way to win four games in their vision. I, I think it could be possible right now with kind of how, how things shape out. Cause yeah, as you mentioned with the Vikings, yeah, usually that, you know, 11 one score games, it definitely usually flips over the next year. And that usually, um, usually goes the, the other way around next year. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we got to talk about another big trade this weekend, and that was the Dolphins trading for Jalen Ramsey. You look at their secondary: Javon Holland, uh, Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey. Got Jalen. You got Phillips. You got Jalen Phillips as a pat edge rusher. You got Christian Wilkins on that defensive line. Now you got the assigned David Long too, who's a good run stopping linebacker. I think the big question for the Dolphins is: is where are they in the AFC East, and where are they in the AFC? I think if Tua stays healthy. This team has a very good chance of winning the AFC East, and I think they're, I think they're, I think they're, I think they're Super Bowl contenders if Tua stays healthy. I, I, I do think with this roster, I think they're Super, I think they're Super, I do think they're Super Bowl contenders, and I would have them top, top. If, if Rodgers goes to the Jets, I'd have them top five in the AFC. In the AFC, I'd have the the Chiefs one, Bengals, Bengals two, Bills three, Dolphins four, no Jets four, Dolphins five. If Ramsey, if if Tua stays, if Rodgers goes to the Jets, and say, and if Tua stays healthy for the Dolphins, but that definitely is a big if. Justin, are the Dolphins Super Bowl contenders, and where do they rank in the AFC with this move? Yeah, I'm with you. I have a five as well, you know, behind the four teams that you got um, on top of them. So yeah, I think the Dolphins totally can be. Again, the big thing is, you know, how healthy is Tua? Um, you know. I think that's like the huge question, you know, going into next year. Uh, I think it's a good move for the Dolphins because you got two years left here of two on his rookie deal before you got to make this decision if you want to pay him or not. So they're taking advantage of it by taking a shot here with Jalen Ramsey. I don't know if you saw the story on Byron Jones, but, um, you know, it, it's pretty sad to see kind of what's what's happened to him. Um, you know, that, that now they got to fill his spot. So I think for the Dolphins, they totally could be. But, yeah, there's – Tua now again. It's like last year. There's they got the pieces around him now. They got talent, and it's up to him. I know injuries, the concussions were a big kind of setback for them last year. Um, but again, if he's 100 healthy, again they got all the talent in the world to kind of um, be a Super Bowl contender. That AFC is loaded, as we know. But I, I could totally see the Dolphins finding a way to get there. It'd be tough, but you know the the Dolphins are taking a shot here with two years left before you got to pay Tua. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You look at the AFC being loaded. We don't even have a team like that that, that Justin Herbert's on even in the conversation. But it really agrees for that because of that coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Till they get rid of him, that's uh, be pretty tough for them to be a contend. To, to be for them to be a legit. Well, to actually, yeah, for, for them to find a way to Super Bowl with uh, with Brandon Sale, yeah, it's be very tough to see that happen. Yep, and, and we kind of forget about the Jaguars a little bit too. I think we got to put them in the mix as well with the Dolphins and the Jets. I think we have to put them in the mix as well. I, I definitely put them as Super Bowl contenders. Those six teams right now, I'm putting as Super Bowl contenders. Jag, if Jaguars, Dolphins, Dolphins, Jets, if they get Aaron Rodgers, Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs. Yeah, we saw a lot from the Jaguars last year. They got better. I'm right. Like, I, I think the talent in the charge is a little bit better than the Jaguars, but yes, the head coaching makes a big difference. I, I'm very split on the Jaguars and, and Chargers, you know, being so contenders, but um, yeah, I, I could see the Jags again taking that next step, especially in that division. It's, you know, it, it's their division right now. So, yeah, I, you know, the way Trevor Lawrence developed last year, I could totally see the Jaguars being in that Super Bowl contender conversation. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we got to get to the free agents. We got to get to Javon Hargrave, who signed with the 
49ers on Monday, uh, four years, $84 million. And the big question is, is does this shift the power in the NFC? Are the Niners now clearly the best? Seeing with all the the losses the Eagles have, and I know you like the Eagles in the NFC East, but are the Niners right now clearly are they clearly better than the Eagles? Are they better than the are they better than the Eagles? And if if Trey Lance pans out, I definitely think they aren't just the best team in the NFC. They are the they are the they are the best team by far in the NFC. If Trey Lance is is a top ten quarterback, I think the Niners are clearly the best team in the conference. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the Niners right now with Hargraves coming in. Again, that defensive line is just so good already. Hargraves had a career year. He had 11 sacks last year. To add him with that mix or how already good that defensive line is, um, it, it's that defense is even scarier now. So absolutely, I think I have the Niners as the favorite. And, you know, with the Lance stuff, with them bringing in Sam Darnold, I, I kind of feel like maybe do they not know if he's a guy or if he's not going to be 100% ready like i i i don't know bringing the same down because i know brock purdy's probably gonna miss you know he he'll be back you know sounds like maybe towards the beginning of the regular season but i don't know maybe it could sam Darnold possibly maybe be their starting quarterback i i, I kind of worry that maybe they're not all in on trey lance with the injury concern maybe they don't think he's ready but right now i do think the Niners are the best team in the nfc Going from a current Niner to a former Niner, we got Mike McGlinchey who signed with the Broncos. It's a good signing for them. Gives them season, not a great tackle, but a good right tackle, and it gives Russell Wilson some protection. Yeah, absolutely. You know they they needed that. He got sacked fifty five times last year. Um, their old line was horrific. So yeah, bringing in him and um in Powers as well. Um, I think it's I think it's a good move for the Broncos and helping out that old line because uh, they need to protect the older aging Russell Wilson. All righty, so we will go to the uh, NFC South, and we got we got a couple moves in that division as today. The Bucks signed Baker Mayfield, so he'll be competing for the job with Kyle Trask in Tampa. But either way, I and seeing the loss in their offensive line, Shaq Mason was traded to the Texans. Donovan Smith got released. I think it's going to be tough for, and then this team does not have a running game as we saw last year. These both these guys are clearly downgrades over Tom Brady, even last year. Even though Brady, because even though Brady wasn't at his best, they're still downgrades from Brady. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough year for the Bucs, seeing whoever plays quarterback. If it's Mayfield, if it's Trask, I think the Bucs are in for a long year. But is there any way the Bucs can contend in the South with Baker Mayfield? I think they have a chance because the South is so terrible, but I think it's going to be really tough. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think, yeah, I think it's possible they contend in the South. I think their defense is still pretty good and can keep them in games. But, yeah, their running game is terrific. They're off the line now. Um, you know, lost some big pieces. That, so I, I think it'll be tough. Maybe they hang around for, for a while, but, yeah, I think the Saints are a little bit better. They'll kind of pull away, I think, late. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be tough for the Buccaneers this year, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're right there going in, like, week 14, week 15, you know, tied with the Saints or game back, something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And another NFC South team made a pretty made a big move this week as the uh, Falcons signed uh, Jesse Bates to improve their defense. Their defense was not good last year. This definitely improves their defense in Atlanta. Puts them in that secondary with AJ Terrell, uh, and they also signed a guy from the Saints. They signed one of the Saints' defensive tackles too. So the big question is here is is with the some of the losses the Saints have had, they lost three defensive linemen. The Falcons they've added a couple guys on defense. They've also they they did they did bring in Taylor Heineke. They they signed uh 
uh, Caleb McGarry. They, they re-signed him. But with some of the moves the Falcons have made on the defense, have they surpassed the Saints as the favorite in the, in the, in the, in the NFC South? I don't think so. I still think even with the loss on the defensive line, I still think the, favor, the Saints are the favorite in the NFC South because I know what I'm getting at quarterback. I don't know what I'm getting at quarterback with Desmond Ritter. I know what I'm getting at quarterback with Derek Carr. Yeah, I 100% agree with you until I kind of find and see what Desmond Ritter is the type of guy he's going to be able to be at this level. I got to go with Derek Carr and the Saints. Yeah, the, the Falcons are getting a little bit better. They just got Juno Smith, Jonu Smith too, again. I, know I mean, Jonu Smith's great, not good. John, no, yeah. he's not. But he reunites with with Arthur Smith, who yeah. did a pretty good job with him at um, only, or with Tennessee. So maybe he finds something in him. I, I don't know. But, well, you know, I, I think the Falcons got a little bit better. But, yeah, I still got to go with the Saints because I, I, I like Derek Carr at quarterback, and I know he'll, he'll play well. And I don't really know yet in Desmond Ritter. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I'm definitely still taking, even with the moves in free agency, I'm still taking the Saints to win that division because I, and, and look at the receivers for the Saints too. They got good receivers. Chris Olave had a really good rookie year. You could get Michael Thomas back. I know he's not the same player, but he's still Michael Thomas. So, uh, and, you, and you don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara, but you could have Alvin Kamara too. And you still got some pretty good guys in that defense with Cameron Jordan, with Demario Davis, and with Marshawn Lattimore and Tyron Matthews. So I'm still taking the Saints in the NFC South. Yeah, I'm completely agree with you. That same team is, you know, still a decent roster. That yeah, as you mentioned, they still got some pretty good pieces. So yeah, Atlanta, I think, is doing a good job of trying to it, during the rebuild process here. But yeah, I think they're still a couple moves away from um, surpassing the Saints in the NFC South. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we got to wrap up talking about the Patriots and their just lack of activity in free agency, and it's appalling. Their lack of activity in free agency last year was 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 was, was appalling, and this year it's start it's starting to become that too. They got to be in on guys like they got to be in on Orlando Brown. I don't get why they're not in on Orlando Brown. They had they had issues at tackle last year. You got to protect your young quarterback. I don't get why this team isn't isn't in on Orlando Brown. And then yesterday they didn't sign Jacoby Myers. And here's the here's the thing. I will not get on the Patriots for not signing Jacoby Myers if there's something bigger is coming. If a DeAndre Hopkins, if a Jerry Judy, if that's coming, I'm not going to get on them for signing him. But say they don't replace him. Say they don't go out and get a get Orlando Brown or they don't replace uh, Jacoby Myers this off se- this offseason, this is another terrible, terrible offseason for the Patriots if that if, if one of those two, te- two things doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Um, actually, it was right before we went on, um, the Athletic was reporting that they are, they're in on Odell Beckham, um, Jerry Judy, and DeAndre Hopkins. They're in that trade market for those, and then signing Odell Beckham. So we'll see. Um yeah, it was pretty it's been pretty lackluster. Um, but the way things are going, I'm not like my expectations right now are not very high for this team for next year. Just with Aaron Rodgers coming in from this division too, like it, it's gonna be very tough to get out of the basement with this roster, and there's gonna be a lot of that we're gonna have to do. So I'll be honest, like I, I'm you know, I, I'm not really letting the Patriots lackluster offseason right now kind of get to me. It's March Madness starts tomorrow. I'll worry about the oh. Patriots in a month. Oh, come on, come on. This is this isn't good. This is two years in a row. They're completely setting this quarterback up to fail. Last year it was with the coaching and, and nothing and, and, and doing nothing. This year it's it's with having a very, very slow start to free agency. Yeah, it is. And I'm not shocked that Bill's doing that. Again, you know, I know he went all in early on a couple of years ago, but I, we have the cast space. I again I have to assume that we did because we didn't sign Myers Myers that Hopkins is an option or Jerry Judy 
Like I, I have to, cause I don't think they're going to draft somebody in, in the, in, in a YC in the first round. I know they are all in on Zay flowers when they, and, um, for like that, um, um, like the co- or the senior bowl. Like I know they were doing a lot, you know, um, they had Bill O'Brien watching them a lot. So I think that's somebody they're interested, but I don't think they're going to draft him at 14. I hope not, but we'll see. I, I think there's something bigger, but yeah, it, it's been lackluster. It's not good for Mac Jones that this is kind of continue happening, especially with everything else in this division. It's not even fair. It's, it, it's, it's tough to judge him, you know, with this division. And again, with the pieces around him, it's yeah, he's absolutely getting set up to fail and, there's starting to become a lot of pressure on, on Bill now, and there's a lot of, you know, the last couple of days I've seen, this was all Brady. Bill had 10% or 20% of this stuff. So they're starting to really ramp up the, um, you know, this was all Brady talking all that. So I, I would assume Bill is, is going to start making some moves, I would hope, very soon. Yeah, the pressure should be on Belichick. This has been an average team, really, for the last the, for the last three years. It's been an average football team, and really, the year. Yeah, you, you did sign a lot of guys in that twenty twenty one offseason, but the one guy you did sign and went out and got was has probably been your best player over the last two years. So this team needs to be active. You look, you look at the division. You look at Rod, the potential of Rodgers going to the Jets, Ramsey going to the Dolphins, the Bills. They've owned you the last three years. You look at what's going on in this division. I mean, this is another year. Now you're 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 now this is year four without Brady, and you're still an average to below average team, not even close to a Super Bowl contender after for tw- after twenty years of being the best team in football. It's it, it, I think that that definitely has to frustrate fans. Yeah, it, it definitely does. It'll frustrate me probably in about a month. Um, you know, but yeah, it it it, it is it is frustrating because yeah, right now with Rodgers, it's like there's no way we're not finishing fourth. Like there's, there's really not. And unless it's some, the big only way happen. you wouldn't finish fourth that the jets get Rogers is say Tua misses a bunch of games. And like yeah. uh Skylar Thompson has to be the starter for the dolphins. That's the only way you wouldn't finish fourth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, there would have to be injuries throughout the, you know, couple spots right now in that division for that to happen. Yeah. You know, again, it would be nice to go get an Orlando Bronco. We definitely need to, you know, to upgrade oh, that tackle spot. You've got to be in. You've got to be in on Orlando Brown. You got, and I don't want to hear. Oh, it's too much money. It's too much money. Stop mm-hmm. it. You need to to compete in this division. You need to get talent on the field. Tackle was an issue last year. You got to be in on him. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. It. I don't know. I haven't seen much on him for you know, linked to the Patriots. Um, I know there was a little. There was a little about Jesse Bates. I was kind of hoping because I kind of felt like his versatility kind of fit our defense but obviously that did not come to fruition but yeah there there it's you know again the talent's not great we're gonna probably lose you no know, damien harris too you know like again at the moment there's a lot of Ramondre stevenson that kind of carry the carry the workload for most of the weapons right now and yeah nice year but i don't really want him to have to carry that but right now yeah that's it's definitely frustrating we definitely have to make some um move soon Again, I, I think they've talked maybe about draft push um trading back in the draft. I know that's something Bill's always thinking about, but we'll see. We we absolutely do need to do something soon because yeah, we're it, it's we're we're bound to finish fourth right now in that division. Yeah, and and, and and the point is is they gotta stop running this team. And they've been doing this since last year's offseason. They've been running this team like Tom Brady's the quarterback, not doing anything in free agency, just having, you know, last year just, you know. 
just figure it out, Mac, with bad coaching and 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 not and and not improving the team around him. Just figure it out, Mac. This isn't Tom. And Mac Jones has potential to be a good player. He's not going to be Tom Brady. You can't. Nobody's Tom Brady. You can't expect Tom Brady like Tom Brady. You could take Deion Branch away. Oh, he gets him to the AFC Championship game. Take Wes Walker away. Oh, he gets him to the AFC Championship game. Mac Jones is not capable to do that. He needs pieces around him, and Bill Belichick needs to realize that. And and, and if he doesn't, his days as the GM need to end. Yeah, Dale, I've been we've been saying that for three years. That this is not Bill Bell. I mean, this is not Tom Brady walking through the door still. Um, now, and again, I can't. It doesn't sound like I, you know, again, I'm not 100 sure, but I can't assume Kraft's too happy about this. Again, Kraft's getting up there in age. You know, he wants to make one more Super Bowl push. And Absolutely. again, he can't be happy with the things going on right now. So, I would assume he's getting on Bill, or at least trying to hedge him on to kind of. Work, work his magic here and get gets a couple of guys because yeah it's not fair to mac jones because you gotta you know next year's a year you gotta make the option you know you you gotta decide on this fifth year option again i hope to still keep him around but again it's pretty tough with the team right now that's around him um and it's gonna be tough for him to succeed as we've mentioned so look we'll, we'll see but yeah it, it's a it's a big year for mac jones because this is the big year you really have to decide if you want him to get that fifth year option and hopefully you, you give them the long-term contract or you cut bait with them and, you know, figure something else out. But I don't think it's fair to him. And yes, I agree. I think, you know, I think he's going to be a good player. I think he'll be, I think he's got the potential with the piece around him to be a borderline top 10 quarterback. But again, we can't find that out with the team around him. Absolutely. 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 So that's going to wrap up this edition of sports talk with RNJ, but we are going to be back in about five minutes breaking down the entire NCAA tournament. So make sure you tune in for that. Jones had a first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to me. Taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Finch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. My name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, the Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.